From the Center for Agricultural Profitability at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, this is Nebraska Farmcast. I'm Ryan Evans. You've heard the saying, no risk, no reward. When it comes to risk tolerance in a farm or ranch business, some people who have not reflected on it in a while may be surprised to learn their own risk tolerance or, sometimes more importantly, the risk tolerance of other decision makers on their operation. Dr. Jay Parsons is an extension farm and ranch management specialist and professor in agricultural economics here at UNL. He's with me to discuss a new article posted on our Center for Ag Profitability site about risk preference, including why it matters on the farmer ranch and how it can be gauged. Hi, Jay. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me on, Ryan. So risk is part of any business and farms and ranches are certainly no different and You wrote about the three basic types of risk preference that most individuals tend to fall into in terms of what they're willing to tolerate. So uh, first, what are those categories? Well, the the one that we use as economists a lot, you know, where we calculate uh, expected values of things is when we don't know the outcome, right? So we have different probabilities of different outcomes and we calculate it out very uh, quantitatively. Um, that's what we call risk neutral people. In other words, they're just basically looking at uh, um, long-term averages and things like that, not really worrying so much about uh, distributions around those. Um, the uh, Most people, though, are uh, are worried about the distribution around, meaning that they would tend to pay a little or take action of some sort to avoid risk if they could. And those are uh, people that we call risk averse. And of course, there's different degrees of that. Some people being very risk averse and some people being just a little bit. And then the third category would be somebody that's risk loving. And a risk loving person is somebody that seeks out risk. So they get a thrill from taking the the uh, the uh, gamble to, to succeed at something or, you know, somebody that, that spends their time in a casino rolling the dice and figures someday they'll get rich kind of thing. And some of us actually fall into these categories at different points for different gamblers, right? So, so for example, somebody could be very risk averse and still, still buy a lottery ticket, which is technically being risk loving because the lottery makes money off of people buying tickets. So, so those are the three basic categories, just kind of nice to know where you stand and, and, um, and what you're doing when you're taking chances on things. Yeah. And can you talk more about why it is good to know what your risk tolerance is uh, specifically on a farm and ranch business in, in that business? Uh, why is it so important to be aware of the risk tolerance of not only yourself, but all the decision makers on the operation? Well, the big thing is, is with a lot of uh, family farms and ranches is that there's multiple decision makers involved with the branch uh, or farm either one. And uh, so those, those people are making decisions throughout the day and uh, throughout the uh, time in different areas of the operation. And so, and they're also bound to have different levels of risk tolerance. And it's important to put people in a position that they're making uh, decisions that are in line with what the uh, operation wants to accomplish and, um, and whatnot. So, for example, somebody that's very risk averse, you don't want to put them in a position where they're, they're having to uh, basically make decisions where there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding it. And if you sit there and don't do anything, that you tend to fall behind. Um, so things like uh, technology adoption come into play. Sometimes marketing stuff comes into play there um, where you just, you have to take a little bit of, you have to take some chances to get ahead. And you don't want somebody that is just not willing to take any chances to be put in that position. On the other hand, you don't want somebody that's risk loving put in a position where they're taking chances where, where you really can't afford to things like uh, inputs and on the, uh, say on a crop situation or uh, somebody that's calving out your cows and stuff like that. You know, those big, 
those big uh, decisions that you, if you mess them up, they're really big impacts. You don't want somebody out there just having kind of a laissez-faire. Well, we'll, we'll see how that works out, whatever, you know, kind of attitude. So, so when you get kind of in touch with where people are on the risk tolerance scale, you can kind of um, allocate things out and at least be aware of where people are and make sure that, uh, that if, if you need more of a little bit of a group discussion about something that you don't just turn somebody loose in an area that's, that's not necessarily going to turn out for, for uh, the best interest of the uh, operation. And when it comes to getting to know your own uh, risk tolerance and that of others, I know you were part of a team that developed a tool to help people see where they fall on uh, the risk scale. Can you explain this and how that tool worked? Yeah, it's called the Risk Preference Calculator, and it was part of an effort, uh, gosh, it's been about a dozen years ago, a little over a dozen years ago, a group of us uh, in our right risk education team uh, put out a book called Applied Risk Management in Agriculture. And in it, we had a 10-step strategic risk management process. And the second step of that was was to do exactly what I was just discussing, and that is, is to understand the risk tolerance of the people making the decisions. And so we put together this risk preference calculator, and one of the cornerstones of it is, is this 13-question quiz at the beginning. Um, and all, it doesn't take but maybe five minutes to go through it and answer questions because they're pretty much reactionary questions, like in this situation, which of these would you choose? And, uh, and at the end of that, we give – give people a score and, and rate them on a five point scale from, you know, very low tolerance to risk to the high tolerance to risk. And, and then either above average, below average or neutral. Um, and it gives you a, just, it's just one measure or one way to look at it and get a quick feel for where people are in terms of risk tolerance. And I know in your role as both an instructor and in your extension work that you've gotten out and been able to, to do this exercise with groups of pe- different people uh, across the state and elsewhere maybe, but in your experience, are, are people who take this quiz to see where they fall on the risk scale surprised at the results or do they often have a pretty good handle on on where they stand without needing to take the quiz? Well, you know, it's kind of like uh, if you ask people if they're a good driver, like 80% of the people <laughs> think they're an above average driver. <laughs> About 80% of the people think they have a really low tolerance for risk. Um, you know, and it's the same thing, um, here, you know, they take the take the quiz and or uh, you know and discuss it among themselves, and, and they're generally surprised that they actually rate most people will rate higher than they would just self-assess themselves coming in. That's that's just been pretty consistent over the years that I've done this, where I've asked people uh, an initial question on where they would put themselves in that five-point scale, and then having them do the quiz and report their scores. Um, so that's one notice of it, and that's just you know human nature, I guess we'd say. Not too many people run around bragging about being risk-loving, um, but in, in any regard, uh, the other thing is, is a lot of times people don't realize the uh, opposite ends of the spectrum that they are on, and um, and I've seen that with, uh, especially with uh, men and women, you know, a couple, mm-hmm. um, and they'll take, they'll go through that, and, and uh, typically men are more risk loving than women, especially at the extreme on the scale, as, as far as having a very high tolerance for risk. It's a very, for about every uh, female that I see right up there, I'll see seven to 10 men right up there. Right. But, uh, but there's been times I've had couples do it and, and, and the, the, the male score will be like a, you know, very high tolerance for risk, almost as high as you can get on the scale or at least, at least at the upper end of it. And then the female score is like at the very low end of the scale, right? I mean, it, it's lo- not just low tolerance. It's like almost literally almost as low as you can score on that quiz. 
And uh, it's not to say anybody's right or wrong. It's just that they're on different ends of the spectrum in terms of the, their willingness to take chances or how they would react to adversity type of thing and whether they would, you know, recoil and be very conservative or, or forge ahead and, and plow through. Um, and sometimes that's a surprise to them because they've never really had those types of discussions. Um, usually one person has an idea that that's the situation and the other person is, you know, not really up for the discussion, but it does generate a discussion between them. And that's the fruitful part of it, hopefully. Uh, there was one time, though, that a couple really broke out into a rather large argument. But <laughs> <laughs> so we had to pause and give them a chance to air their differences. Um, but it was a total shock to them. I mean, they didn't realize that. And this was a young couple. They were just starting out in the business. They didn't realize that they were just totally opposite when it came to taking chances because they thought they were just both young and optimistic and it's all going to work out. And turns out that she, she was very conservative and wanted to be very cautious in their approach and he was not. And so it was, it was good that they had that conversation there. Um, but it, it is sometimes surprising when you see different generations or like I said, uh, couples, uh, different genders having those types of discussions. And, and it's good to have them in a non uh, decision-making environment at that point, they're just learning about each other and how each other thinks through things. Mm -hmm. In those envir learning environments too, just anecdotally, is there a difference you see in, in terms of age as well? Uh, a little bit, but it's kind of surprising because um, the age thing, it, it kind of goes through through cycles, right? You think young people are really uh, would be more risk-loving and, and older people would be a little more risk-averse or whatever. Um, but as people age, they're, they're, they do become a little bit more tolerant of risk as they, as they uh, gain in wealth, um, which is surprising in, in some regards because you think they'd be protecting it, you know, and the, and the young people wouldn't know any better. Mm -hmm. Um, so you see people go through cycles. They perform what part of it is their experiences of successes and failures and, and whether they worked through those before. Uh, but a lot of it is their life stage, you know, and if they're, if they're, uh, you know, married couple with uh, kids and, and those type of obligations and a mortgage, the kids are wanting to go to college. Uh, they tend to be a little bit more uh, risk, um, have a little bit more of a low tolerance for risk at that point because they just don't want to see money disappear, right? That they know they're going to need. And then as the uh, as they get older, and those types of family obligations, financial obligations, uh, tend to start to fade away, um, th then their tolerance for risk can, can actually increase quite a bit. And uh, so we see different things on the spectrum as people go through life changes. And, and of course, everybody's unique in that in terms of how their family situation rolls out, um, you know, where they're at on the spectrum in terms of, uh, in terms of the net worth, you know, and the debt to equity ratios and stuff like that. But, uh, but it's interesting to, to watch, uh, people have those discussions. So, so, you know, some people will openly say, you know, I would have never scored this or never been this tolerant risk 10 years ago or 15 years ago, or, or they say just the opposite kind of thing. They'll say, well, when I was young, I'd have done anything, but now I'm really careful. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, <laughs> so, so it's, it, I think it's a good exercise to go through or good discussions. And it's something that you need to revisit on a regular basis uh, within a, you know, especially you got family relationships, 30, 40 years ongoing. And it's good to revisit these as, as different dynamics change. That's Dr. Jay Parsons, extension farm and ranch management specialist in the department of agricultural economics here at the university of Nebraska, Lincoln. For more on what we've been discussing here on this episode of Nebraska Farmcast, take a look at his new article on our Center for Ag Profitability's website 
at cap.unl.edu, and that also includes a link to the risk preference calculator, which we discussed, which you can click on and uh, take that risk assessment for free. Again, find that at cap.unl.edu. Jay, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me on, Ryan. Nebraska Farmcast is a production of the Center for Agricultural Profitability at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. For the latest research-based information and education resources to manage your farm or ranch operation, visit our website at cap.unl.edu. That's cap.unl.edu.